one of the ways I was able to, to translate just what I learned as an athlete into this new identity of mine, it, it actually doesn't really translate. The new identity that I have is it's in Christ. It's nothing that I can win or lose because we've already won, right? If my identity is in Christ, we've already won. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Ashley and I am so excited to jump right into this episode. I am joined by my awesome friend, Gigi Meyer Pruitt, who is the founder and owner of GFITS. She is a former collegiate volleyball player, former professional wakeboarder who's still crushing it on the water but someone who truly inspires me in faith and fitness. And today we're just going to have an open conversation about something we talk about often, living from a place of identity and victory in Christ. And so we can encourage each other to walk in it regardless of our circumstances. So welcome. Thank you. Ash, I just got to start off by saying like, you're one of the most unique friends that I have because I mean, the last few times we've hung out, what have we done? We worked out in a gym and jammed out to worship music. And then we actually went to a live worship concert on a Friday night. It's like most people are like out going to bars and we're like, hey, let's just go to a worship concert tonight. (laughs) We did that together. And that's so unique and so awesome. And I just want to encourage people to find, you know, relationships and friendships like that. They're out there. They exist and and they're fulfilling. So thank you for being that friend to me. Yeah, right back at you. I really believe that it's such a gift and friendship and to be able to do all the things that we really love doing and Mm -hmm. be able to have meaningful conversation and, and encourage each other in faith. It really is something special in friendship and I don't take it for granted. So really, really appreciate you for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think we'll pretty much be friends forever, but I think the one thing I might not figure out is how to pronounce your last name. Like, I don't think that's ever something I'm going to figure out. Oh, by the way, yeah, my phone or my name and your phone was spelled wrong for like the longest time. I was on your phone last month. It was like L-J-E-V-C and it's like, thanks. All right, so here we go. I want to kick off our conversation with the story that I feel like kind of just sparked this ongoing conversation. And that's an encounter that you and I had one morning mm-hmm. on the beach. And <laughs> another just unique thing about us, like you you texted me, you're like, hey, you want to go run sprints on the beach? And I don't think someone asked me to do that in like the past five years of my life. And I was like, yes. And then you were like, I'm going to bring a, a ladder. What are they called? Like a dynamic ladder to do footwork. And I was like, perfect. So we go and run sprints on the beach (laughs) and it's like 7 a.m. Right. And we're like, we're crushing it. And this lady walks up to us and was like, Hey, what are you guys training for? And what was your response? (laughs) We train to stay ready. (laughs) You know, like training season, training season. (laughs) I remember that was like the most sore I've been in a long time. And we just ran like 30 sprints. Yeah. And it hits different out there. Blast and Justin Bieber. That was awesome. Yes. But here's the thing. So it kind of just got us talking about training season, you know, but afterwards it kind of turned into more of a, a spiritual conversation. And that's where I just want to kind of start here because I think, you know, being athletes and in, in the fitness space, you know, the word training is 
in our daily vocab pretty much. And so I love talking about this training season because we, it, it points us really to the ultimate goal. Like it's in scripture, right? It, it points us to the ultimate goal and mission for Christ. And so I would love for you to just kind of speak to that being an athlete, you know, your whole life, right? Competing at the highest level and when you're in it and when you're training for sport and, and games and playoffs and championships, that's a lot of pressure. Oh, so, totally. yeah. So take us through that and maybe just some misplaced identity and in, in performance and, and what it looks like to then approach those same kind of scenarios. Right. But allowing the mindset of Christ to be our motivation. Mm, I love it. Yeah. I think it's so interesting how God speaks to us individually. Like he speaks to us in ways that it just makes the most sense to us. In, in training season or using like, you know, using memories like that in ways that just make it so clear to us. But yeah, back to just growing up an athlete. I went to college. I played college volleyball and, and then I went on to be a professional wakeboarder for a couple of years. And up until about that moment where I kind of, you know, I ended that sort of chapter of my life and moved on from being an athlete to being someone who is just working in the workforce, just pretty typical person. But up until that moment, I identified myself as an athlete. And, and in that type of lifestyle, you do put your identity in, in your sport and you put your identity in winning and losing and succeeding and failing. And so I was able to kind of experience that through my sport and, and losing was a part of that, you know, failure that you felt. And, and that's what made it so just interesting, that whole uh, experience growing up as an athlete. And obviously the one thing that you want to do is avoid that. And so you train your tail off to be able to learn the skills that you need to, to learn to improve on the things that you're not good at, the things that are your weakness and be able to overcome the opponent so you can succeed and win and come out on top. But that, that win was never guaranteed, right? Like it was like, I have to work my tail off. I have to work harder than the opponent yeah, in order to win. You got to earn it physically, mentally. And if I didn't, you know, if the other team or the opponent had more points than my team, then it was a failure. I was a failure. We failed. And so that was kind of my identity. Like I always, you know, spun my wells so hard in everything that I did in order to achieve success from my own doing right from the things that I the things that I were doing, like I had to earn it. And so an interesting perspective shift was when I wasn't an athlete any longer. And, and you're talking about this change in identity. Like I, I, I guess I had lost my identity for a minute because I wasn't an athlete anymore. I wasn't competing anymore. So what, what is my purpose now? What am I doing? Uh, and a big reason of why I kind of, you know, why I think GFIT has, has grown to be what it is, is because we've been able to take women who had a, a similar experience in the past of being an athlete or being, you know, extremely ambitious in a past goal in their past life, but then they became a mom or they became a corporate worker or they became something that was a completely different shift in identity. So what is purpose now? Like, what is your, your goal now? And where can you put your identity and how can you gauge success in your life? And it's now like the game of life. Now we're in this game of life, right? That we're trying to win. And what does that look like for you? And I think one of the ways I was able to, to translate just what I learned as an athlete into this new identity of mine, it, it actually doesn't really translate. The new identity that I have is it's in Christ. It's nothing that I can win or lose because we've already won, right? If my identity is in Christ, we've already won. So when you're, in, you're an athlete, you're, you're pretty much relying 
relying on your own abilities, your own, you know, time spent in practice and repetitions and, and all those things. But when you're in this new identity in Christ, it, it's not up to you. It's up to him. And he's already done the things that he needs to do and, and did in order to win this ultimate battle in life. And and everything else that we do outside of Christ and God, it, it all ends eventually. But this new identity we have in Christ goes on forever. It's it's eternal. And so maybe I was playing so fearful when I was in college because it was like the end result was failure. But now I can't fail. I've already won. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, 100 percent. There's always so much pressure that you can lose a little bit of your love for the actual game. It's like, let's just go out and enjoy the the process of this game. And and the thing, too, is that we don't have to sacrifice our effort to surrender that outcome because we know ultimately it's like we already won. So you still go out there, you still give everything you, you have. Mm-hmm. But it just it puts you back into that eternal perspective, I think, just like yeah. you're saying. That's an interesting way of putting it. That brings me back to like my wakeboarding career before I, I actually like went to be professional and was competing on the on the pro tour and traveling and all that. The pressure was insane. It's like, OK, this isn't a hobby anymore. Like this might be how I live my life for a little bit. Like this is going to be how I support myself. Like I have to make money and I have to make a living. So all types of pressure, you know, all of a sudden were placed on my shoulders in order to perform. I had to perform in, in order to be successful. And so I think a lot of times with that type of pressure, putting it on ourselves, especially in times where it's like, I can't do it. There's going to be times where you like, I can't do it. I'm not good enough for this. But adding that type of pressure, like you were saying, it takes the enjoyment away. Like I didn't feel like I could be fearless because I was I was so timid of the result. I didn't want to lose. So I just played fearlessly. So I had this excuse where I was like, oh, well, I didn't give it my all. So of course I fell short. But basically what I'm saying is all the pressure was on me. But now when you have that shift in perspective that you know the outcome, you already know the outcome that you won. You can be totally fearless. You can be totally bold. You can be, there's no pressure. So it's like, you know, the outcome of a game, when you know the outcome of a battle, how are you going to approach it then? Fearfully, timid, scared? No way. You know, it's like you're you're empowered. You're empowered. You're already celebrating. You're already running around doing your victory lap because you won. And so that just kind of sparked my thought when it came back to my wakeboarding career. Yeah, no, it's so true. Like you're saying, when you show up, when we show up with that, like we already won. I think it just even instills more confidence, right? It's like, and it's confidence, not in who we are, but who he is, not Mm -hmm. in what we can do, but who he is and his victory, you know? Mm -hmm. And the first step, I don't want to digress too much, but the first step to even allowing that to happen in in your life is being humbled. Like, I'm not good enough. I can't do this on my own. You know, I need a higher power. I need something. I need a miracle, essentially. And and that opens you up to the ability for God to to work through you and and everything that you're doing. And so that's when, when really cool things happen. Yeah, for sure. And just what you're saying there. So I know you and I have talked before about just our baptism experience, right? And so I'd love to just kind of dive into that. Obviously with baptism, right? It's it's that public expression of our faith in Jesus to follow Jesus. So let's go there. Let's go there and, and talk about that and that time for you where you really made that decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I moved up to Columbus, Ohio. And, and this was like right at the beginning of where I was kind of transitioning from being a full-time athlete to 
working a corporate job. You know, I was working at a desk and I was like, what's, what's going on? Like, I don't know this life, <laughs> you know, I need, I need something, something needs to happen. Uh, and I'd always been, I grew up Catholic. I, you know, went to all the young life camps in high school, Windy Gap, all the things. And, and, and so Jesus and, and my spirituality has always been a part of my life, but not as a weapon. Like it was just a part of me. It's like, oh, this is just who I am. I was raised by, a few, you know, a couple of parents and it's just a part of me, but it wasn't something that I used as, as a weapon like I am now. So, and it's still a work in progress. Like I still have so much to learn, but anyways, yeah, I moved up to Columbus, Ohio, and I was going through that transition and I attended um, Rock City Church, which uh, is incredible. Pastor Chad and Pastor Katie like literally have changed my life and they do um, every month, I think, like public baptisms. And I felt so called. Like I'd been to many public baptisms before and I'm like, I got baptized when I was a kid, like I'm good. But mm-hmm. I felt so called. I was like, I've never been in this type of space in my life where I was just so uncertain of my future. And then something's sparked in, in the conversation or in, in, in one of the messages with pastor Chad, that my future is secure in, in Christ and God. And I was like, I'm saved. That just blew my mind for a minute. And I'm like, I need to scream that out on a mountaintop somewhere. And the best way to do that was to get baptized and, uh, and, and do it in front of tons of people. And so I, I, uh, I got baptized and it was the best day of my life. It was incredible. My, my family was there. They were tears. Uh, and, and it was like a relief, right. But little did I know this type of public proclamation that I'm saved by Jesus and I'm going to live my life for Jesus Christ was just opening the floodgates to the enemy, just taking over my life. (laughs) The enemy just coming in full force because before then I wasn't a threat. The enemy was like, Oh, Gigi, like she's not doing anything. Like she's doing cool things, but like, she's not, you know, so me becoming baptized, proclaiming that I'm saved by Jesus Christ. And I have big things going for me now. The wheels are turning Gigi. Gigi has big things going for her. And the enemy did not like that at all. And so shortly after that came like two darkest years of my life. I just got, you know, I hung out, I started hanging out with the wrong people and I just wasn't fulfilled and the things that I was doing. And, and so the enemy, you know, came full force into my life. And, and that's one of the conversations you and I had that it was like, be prepared, like training season. When you make this this decision in your life. It's not like freaking rainbows and butterflies. It's like the battle has begun. The war has begun and just be prepared. So you need the the weapons that you need to literally put on the armor of God and, and go into this battle, but we already won, right? Yes. <laughs> I love that you shared that. One thing that really stands out is how you were saying it was just like the best night, right? Like the best experience getting baptized. I know Mm -hmm. for me, when I came up out of that water, I was like, I don't want to leave this moment. Mm -hmm. Something shifted. You can't explain it. You just experience it. But here's the thing. It's like now looking back and of course, you know, all of the battles, everything. That's just the beginning of Mm -hmm. everyday surrender, really, because Mm -hmm the battles are going to continue to come. The circumstances come. It's an everyday thing. I mean, (laughs) yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, it's in scripture, right? It's his promise that in the world, we will have trouble, you know, Mm -hmm. but again, take heart. I've overcome the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Victory over sin, death, Mm -hmm. illness, everything. He already won. And so (laughs) there's an open invitation that we can literally come to him, bring to him, surrender to him every single day. But again, it's like, you know, it's still a battle. It's not easy at all, but also he promises us his peace. And we know that that peace 
it truly surpasses understanding. And so we have access to that. We have access to his peace, to his love, like, dang, you know, yeah. it's really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to put into context to like what, what battles we're talking about, right? Like what are, what are battles happening? And, and that can come in the form of, of family, you know, fights. It can come into the form of friendships, like ending, it can come in the form of like losing a job and all those things. But has there ever been something in your life that you have not survived? You're right here. You're still here. Here We are. So that's basically God saying we already won. Like, yeah, it's going to, there's going to be times that suck. And in the moment it's going to suck. But all I'm asking you to do is, is trust in me. And, and a lot of the times the enemy what the enemy's most powerful weapon that he has is what deception, deception in our own heads. And so the only way the enemy can stop us is if we stop ourselves is somehow he is able to get into our minds and convince us that we are unworthy. We can't do this. We are incapable. We are weak. We are, you know, we're scared. Uh, we're anxious. Like these are the lies that he fills in our heads that deceive us with these lies. And so the only way the enemy is able to stop us is if we stop ourselves. That's the only thing that we, when we talk about like the battle, the daily battle, the daily surrender is I can't do this myself. And if I do, I'm going to drive myself crazy because the enemy is going to try and do that to me. But we need to put our faith in, in the, in our creator, you know? Yeah. And as you're saying that, I'm just thinking about how important it is to, to just be aware, to just, you know, our prayer is like increase my awareness, you know, because sometimes we can get so distracted and, and the enemy has his, I mean, his ways, right. He, he'll distract us. Right. I think a lot of times when we're talking about training season, like, like the whole theme of this is training season. And so something that I've been able to kind of personally apply in my life, I believe in surrounding myself with things that are going to serve me and, and spending my time and energy and things that are going to serve me. So every single morning I do a victory hour, open the Bible. And that's the first thing I do every single morning. And so that is my daily surrender. But oftentimes people allow distractions and they allow, they allow their energy and focus to be gravitated towards those distractions. And so that subconsciously takes our focus away from the things that are serving us and that are going to keep us, you know, equipped to be able to overcome like these internal battles that we deal with. So that's, that's why I have my victory hour because it kind of sets me up for success and equips me for the battles of the day. Yeah. You're into that rhythm. You actually block out that time. So it's like, nothing is going to come into that space. You protect that space with the Lord. And that's so powerful. And that's a 5.00 AM for you, right? Victory mm-hmm. hour. Heck yeah. Yeah. Lately it's been like 5.30. <laughs> <laughs> 5, 5, 5.30, give or take. Okay. Regardless when yeah. a lot of the world is sleeping. Okay? Right. Exactly. No, right. no distractions. No distractions. So that's so powerful and something that it shifts, you know, like just, can you just talk about that? Like when you, and I know you kind of touched on it for a second, but how does that shift your kind of mindset and your approach throughout the day? Yeah. I mean, think about it. If, if you're used to just waking up 10 minutes before you got to get up and get going. And first thing you do is you grab a cup of coffee and you go into work. And then all of a sudden, like the daily stress just hits you and you're not really prepared. You're not equipped. You're not in the right state of mind. Like you haven't put yourself in a place to be able to put yourself in a state of mind. Like I believe in being able to handle yourself in moments like that. But I also believe that there's a way to be proactive about getting yourself into a positive state of mind before even that stuff happens. And so I just, my, my most 
special, literally most special hour of the day is my first hour in the day is victory hour because it's a very intentional time that I spend with God. And it's, it's literally just purpose to everything I do too. And it's like, it's so crazy how like the things that you read, I just know that whenever I, I put my energy into reading scripture, I'll never regret it. <laughs> like there's For always sure. something that, that extremely powerful comes out of it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I, I take that with me for the rest of the day. Like if I didn't have that, I, my day would be entirely different. Mm -hmm. And so I just believe in just being very proactive about something like that and equipping my, my mindset and just getting my energy aligned with the things that matter most to me in life. And so then the rest of the day kind of follows, right? It's like, that's why I call it victory hour. Cause the first hour of the day is it's a victory. Yeah. And then the rest of it is just like, it kind of just you like already won. you won the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The rest of it's just a bonus. So, right. No, I love that. I really, really do. And I think too, it's like, we talk about food being fuel, right? Well, think about it in the same mm -hmm. way in the morning, you know, when you're in the word and you're consuming truth. So mm -hmm. it's like, you're fueling yourself, you're fueling your mind, your heart with truth, mm -hmm. be energized and fueled by truth to go take on, you know, the day. So totally. I love and, that. And with what I do, I'm, I have to be on social media a lot. So I'm on social media a lot. I'm, you know, listening to podcasts, reading, I'm filling my mind all day, every day with things. And so I always just have to make sure that I'm just on guard with that type of stuff. And I know starting my day off with scripture, truth every single day, it's like, you, you just literally can't go wrong with that. It's so good. And if there's anything too, like just for, just for anybody listening who, I don't know, maybe some of this faith and things like that is something maybe somebody is exploring. It's sparking something, you know, within me. I don't really know how to explore. Like, what would your encouragement be to that person? I think when I was at that point in my life where I was like, I want to read more scripture. Like I want to learn more about Jesus. I there's more, like, I'm not getting all of it. There's more and there always will be more. Right. I think when I was in that point, I, I think I was afraid to do it the wrong way. I was like, all right, what, what, what book of the Bible do I need, need to read? Like what Bible study do I do? Like, where do I even start? And I think I had this type of like perfectionist approach to it where I was like, I have to do it. If I'm going to do it, I got to do it the right way. And yeah. I just want to encourage anybody who's feeling the same way. Like God doesn't want you to be perfect. Just start. And if that's by having a conversation, by reaching out to me or Ashley, by just Googling some Bible verses, by um, buying a, a, a Bible and maybe attending one of the church services, like there's a million ways to start. And my biggest piece of advice would just be to just get started, take yeah. that first step. And it doesn't matter what that is because God literally, again, he doesn't care if you're perfect. All he wants is you. Love that. Yeah. It's like, he just, he just wants our heart. And I think too, as you're saying, we can get into these thoughts of like, I need to know certain things or am I doing it right? Or, or we try to piece all the things together. We try to put it all together. God's not waiting on the other side. He's not waiting for us to, to figure it all out. You know, he's, he's right here with us. He always has been, he always will be. It's just, let's just come to him with everything. And mm -hmm. I think in that moment to just think about that. Okay. I'm just going to bring him everything. There's a shift there that happens. You know, you don't have to have it all figured out. I have so many questions. I mean, here's the thing is like, I still do it. It's endless discovery in our journey with God. You know, mm -hmm. I think sometimes we, people may think, Oh, you think you have it all like figured out all this stuff together because you follow Jesus and this whole thing. It's like, no, I don't at all. But you know, when we shift to the truth of who God is, we can have that confidence, you know, not in what we can do who we are, but who he is, mm -hmm. you know? 
Right. I used to make it so complicated. Mm, yeah. Like, well, the answer is God, why does this happen? Why did that happen? Why does this hurt so much? Why this? Why that? And you talked about earlier, like his peace is literally beyond our own understanding. Like his, his, uh, his intention, everything about him is beyond our own understanding. And I think it kind of just stops there for us. It's like, it's beyond our understanding. Why did that happen? I don't know, but I don't have to know because God is God. Let God be God. You know, we don't have to understand. All I know is God is good. He's the same today, tomorrow and forever. And he wants what's best for me. Literally, it says that in the scripture that, you know, he wants what's best for me and, and he has a plan for me and he's good. So that's all I need to know. I don't need to know exactly what it is. All I know is God is good and he's going to, he's going to take care of me. And the battle has already been won. So it's like, it, it ends there, right? It's like, yes. I can breathe. You're telling me I don't need to understand exactly what's going on in my life right now. No, all you no. need to know is God is good. He's got your back. He's with us and for us. And we can rest in that. Like we can actually rest in that truth. And, and that's all he wants for us is to yeah. rest. Yeah, that's so good. I heard this once before, and I really believe it's true that, that nothing builds trust in the Lord, like a lack of understanding in the places where we have more questions than answers, that's where he is. That's where we encounter his grace, his love, his mercy, yeah. like in the middle, right here, right now. It's it's so crazy. Yeah. I think another thing that's very relevant is, is feeling like God isn't there. You ever go through times where you're just like in the wilderness and you're like, there's so much stuff going on right now. And I just don't feel God. I don't feel like he's answering my prayers. He's not there. I always like just remind myself to literally look around. It's God's creation. He's literally everywhere. And he's in you, Ash. Like he's in our friendships. He's in these conversations. Like he's he's literally all around. I think the only thing that we're missing is is awareness, is having that awareness that he's around. But then also sometimes we we get so caught up in the distractions. Like how hard is it? And this is something I, how hard is it to like literally sit in silence for like three minutes? Very. And that's when we hear, that's when we witness God the most. Mm. And so for people who are like, I don't hear, I, you know, I feel like he's not answering my prayers. I don't hear him. He's not present in my life. Sometimes you have to literally intentionally create space for you to witness him. And that's oftentimes in silence. And that can be scary too. But some of the most powerful conversations, it can happen in your head during the silence. And that's, that's from God. So I don't know. I thought, I felt like that was worth kind of touching on too, because that happens to me often all the yeah. time. I need that right now too. You don't even realize how you just spoke right into my heart. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. And so true. It is so challenging to just sit in silence and even giving yourself grace in that, you know? Yeah, totally. And sometimes I struggle because I'm a Enneagram three. Have you taken Enneagram test? I have. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> you too. Well, I mean, I feel like most people are like this where they feel like they have to be you know, using their time, like their, their time has to be filled with something. Like sometimes I'll cut my victory hour short. Cause I'm like, I have so much stuff to do. Like my victory hour sometimes is only like 30 minutes. And I'm like, I got to get into emails. I got to get into all this stuff. And so sometimes I often forget the foundation of everything that I do is through my spirituality, through my faith. And why would I ever cut that time short? Why would I ever not allow five to 10 minutes of silence in my life so I can hear something that God wants me to hear? You know, everything else can wait because this is where I'm going to experience literal direction that I'm going to receive that I need. And so sometimes I always have to remind myself of that too. It's like, sometimes you might not feel like you're getting the benefit of doing something like that, but but you always are going to, you know? <laughs> And I, and I think too, it's like, 
dang, what could I have missed, you know, in that moment? Mm -hmm. I think about that too, just like walking around sometimes and how much am I actually missing around me because my focus or my, I'm somewhere else. And like mm-hmm. you said, he's always speaking. And whenever we look up, we see his beauty and his his hands over everything. Again, it goes back to that awareness and everything. And that's my prayer. So it's like, increase my awareness. Let me just have eyes like him, you know? I love that. When we talk about the enemy and, and his tactics and everything, one thing that I've been trying to think about more is just the places. Because I know there's so many for me that I am more vulnerable. He targets those places. So I think it's so important to be aware Because that's where he's coming at. And we don't even realize it, that those places that keep us down, we're we're hurt time and time again, whatever it is and whatever kind of battle it is, that's exactly where he's going to keep going. It's not coincidence. It's literally not coincidence that something like that keeps happening. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Like I, I could definitely attest to that because of two to three of the biggest problems that I'm kind of dealing with in life, like don't seem like they're getting better at the moment. (laughs) But it's like, when you know, you're vulnerable in areas, sometimes that's looked at as like, oh, I'm weak there. Like that's, that's a weakness. That's wrong. Like that's a weakness. But God says, you know, rejoice in times of weakness, like rejoice in trial, because if you didn't have any awareness that that was a weakness of yours, then you can't be better. Like you can't be better from it. And so imagine if you were able to like armor up and equip yourselves to be able to overcome any type of struggles when you're most vulnerable and weak, the enemy has nothing on you at that point. You're unstoppable. And that doesn't happen unless we're exposed to that in our life. Like, oh, I I deal with stress and anxiety like crazy, like literally every single day. And it's something, it's a daily battle too. And I, I think that's another thing that we could dive into. I mean, literally we could talk about for two hours, but like those are the perfect opportunities to grow in your faith. That's exactly what God wants. If you're able to keep your faith and, and remain faithful in times of trouble, you're going to come out stronger because of it. Like you're going to persevere. And that's, that's the whole point of it. So yeah. yeah, sometimes we don't know why we go through certain things and it's like this happened so that, you know, so the power of God can be shown through us. Yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> that was actually something recently that I came to fruition with was like, I'm going to stop being disappointed for things happening in my life where I'm like, why is this happening? This hurts. It's a happening Right. But then I realized certain things are happenings and it's good because it helps us, it helps humble us and helps us realize that we are human and that we still need a savior. And it's just more opportunity for us to glorify God in the midst of these happenings that hurt so bad. You know, like one of my coaches is, we just did a podcast about this. Her mom's battling cancer right now, breast and brain cancer right now. And she, she of all people should have every right to like sulk and just be like, this sucks. This hurts so bad. But her mindset is completely the opposite of that. She's like, I see you, God. I see you. Like you're doing this because you want me to glorify you even more. And in the midst of one of the hardest things that anyone ever has to deal with. And that's like impacting so many people in so many ways. So, you know, it's unfortunate that it it had to happen that way, but I don't think it was chance. I think it was like, it happened the way it did because of God's plan. And so I think the way that things happen in our life, I think it's all part of God's plan. And it's up to us to be able to find the strength to be able to glorify him in the midst of all of that. Cause that's powerful. You so know? powerful. 
I listened to that podcast, which for anybody listening here, go to the Gigi Meyer podcast and listen to that episode. So, so good. And you're right. Like at towards the end, I was, I mean, geez, <laughs> it's about, it's a good one. Lauren's yeah. incredible 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 but yeah it's it's so true the things that we go through sometimes it doesn't make sense but it doesn't have to either to to be able to trust god who is sovereign right i love it i do want to talk about just i feel like the one thing that sparked this conversation in general before we even recorded this podcast was ephesians 6 10 through 18 Yeah, I feel like this just sums it all up. And this is scripture. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. We talked about his schemes of deception and our internal battle. And it goes in to say this, for our struggle is not against the flesh and blood. Our struggle is not like flesh and blood, physical on earth, but against the rulers against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of the evil and the heavenly realms. Therefore, and then it goes into like literally each and every article of like protection that God has given us access to whenever we need it. So verse 13 says, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of the evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all those, all the Lord's people. I think that last verse actually is like really important and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. That's all he's saying. Just pray, just pray and ask me for help. And in that in and of itself, prayer and requesting God's help is allowing that time and space for you to, to witness him and hear him and to get guidance and discernment from him, as opposed to being like, no, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to go do this and try and do this all on my own. It's like, just sit and pray. That's all. Yeah. We're equipped and we already won. And so it's powerful. So good. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, that was so fun. Let's do it again.